Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guastamacchia, Studio 34, Midtown Manhattan. Not a great, it's a miserable day to be honest with you, overcast, it's raining outside, and if I were mayor of New York City, the first law, man, maybe not the first law, but a law that I would love to pass is making sure little people, small people can't use huge, like large umbrellas. Because in, in New York City, especially, you go outside and when it's raining in midtown Manhattan, you have all these people with these huge umbrellas. They're bigger and bigger these days, and they poke you in the eye. They don't move them. They're like just... They're crazy with, with, with what they do uh, with the umbrellas here in New York City. I can't stand it. It, it, it annoys me. Uh, Sean Angle, you're producing today. I, I know you're a big guy like me. Are you annoyed when you walk in New York City when it's raining out and you have to use an umbrella and all these people are, they have these huge umbrellas and, and like they don't like move them for anything either, right? You're playing chicken basically with these people. I mean, do you get annoyed as much as I do? Oh, yeah, it can be very annoying, especially when you look towards the fact and you see lots of people with their umbrellas and say, you could even be using your own umbrella here, and then it's just going to bump it to other people's, and then that just could always just cause a mass collision of sorts with umbrellas, and then you're going to just think about dodging not just the rain, but all the umbrellas in order to hope your eyes don't get poked And it's, out. it's always the, s- the small people, right? Like like five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and then they have these huge beach umbrellas, and they're walking down... You know, Midtown Manhattan in a crowded street, and it's just—it's it, just a miserable experience. I just hate it. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially you even have like those beach umbrellas. Like, who even uses a beach umbrella here well, in the almost, city? I know they're almost as big as uh, uh, as beach umbrellas. But uh, I digress. Uh, welcome into at the window. We'll get you set for NFL Week Number One. We got it started with the Bears Packers Snooze Fest. We'll get into that, but first, Antonio Brown. And I'll just say Antonio's back today. We're really uh, excited about that, ready to move on. He's uh, had a lot of, uh, obviously, time to think about things, and we're happy to have him back. And uh, I know Raider Nation is excited about that, too. All right? All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, That's the plan. That's the plan. Yes. All right. So, John Gruden, head coach of the Oakland Raiders. Antonio Brown will play Monday night. Okay, good. And like John Gruden just said, let's move on. Enough. Okay. Monday Night Football recap. Bears-Packers. Not Monday Night Football. Actually, uh, Raiders are playing on Monday Night. Thursday Night Football recap. Bears-Packers. 10-3. I mean, it, how boring was that game last night? I mean, it was more about the poor offense and just no rhythm and timing uh, with both the Chicago Bears offense and the Green Bay Packers offense than it was great defense from both squads. I actually fell asleep at periods during this game watching it. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers not playing in the preseason, it hurt uh, this club with Matt LaFleur, his first game as Packers head coach, new offense, and wasn't up-tempo. Penalties galore, 20 penalties combined 
with the Packers and Bears last night, 172 total yards in penalties. At one point, the Bears, they were driving in field goal range, and then they had four straight penalties, and it was first and 40. I mean, it was ridiculous, just the amount of penalties and sloppiness in this game, and another boring, like, it just dragged on. I don't know about you, but I love football. I love Packers-Bears rivalry, right? When you think about uh, the great history of the National Football League, 100th anniversary, you think Packers-Bears. But man, that was that was tough to watch. And Packers, they get the win, which I figured. And if you had the under in the total, well, you're looking smart. And Joe Ranieri was on with us, gave you that winner. And he gave you the first half under as well. It was 23. He had that under as well. So two winners yesterday with Joe Ranieri. Thanks, thanks uh, to him for joining us. He'll be back next week, of course. Uh, and he'll join us and give us his picks. Now, what do I take away? Other than the sloppiness and just the snooze fest of Packers-Bears yesterday. Take away, Mitchell Trubisky still needs to work on his game. I am not impressed. He can't throw the football down the field. He forces it at, at times. And the game plan with the Packers defensively, keep Mitchell Trubisky within the pocket. Don't allow him to get outside, make plays with his legs, either by throwing or running. That's when he's at his best. They did a great job making him what they called a quarterback. That's what the players on the Packers defense said after the game. Make Mitchell Trubisky a quarterback. They did that, the Packers defensively, and look what it resulted in. Now, part of that can be attributed to the first game, right? Let's not overreact. We love to do this overreaction based on one week in the NFL, one one game in the NFL in this case. But Trubisky had a chance on the national stage to kind of put his skeptics at ease with his play, and he did not do that, did not deliver. The other thing I took away from this game is Aaron Rodgers and how this offense he did his best to try to make it work. Had a TD pass to Jimmy Graham, but it, still, it, the offensive line was, had a tough day. Even Bakhtiari gave up a sack, which is saying a lot because he's one of the best pass protectors in the National Football League. They need a lot to work on, right? Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones had a tough time running the ball, Jamal Williams. They're a long ways away, and I like the Packers over the Bears to start the season. That was my prediction yesterday. I like the Vikings to win the division, Packers to be right there, and then the Bears to be third. And it's because primarily of what I think of Mitchell Trubisky. I don't think he could carry this team. Now, David Montgomery, talking him up, hyping him up. You hear nothing but great things, how he could catch the ball, and he'll be a dual-threat running back. Didn't get the ball enough for my liking, but he needs to step it up as well. So didn't, we didn't see the David Montgomery we were promised. Not yet, but it's one game. Can't overreact to that. But as far as week one in the National Football League, after seeing the sloppiness from two teams who didn't play in the preseason, their starters, I'm fading those totals. I'm going under on most of the to- totals in week one. What will the Los Angeles Rams look like? They didn't play any of their starters in, in the preseason, Sean McVay. What are they going to look like, right, when they have to play the Panthers on the road on Sunday? Uh, Something interesting, and I know some people coming in, taking the Panthers in that one on the money line. Be interesting. We'll talk about Todd Gurley. We'll talk more about some prop bets, some player prop bets for week one. We'll take a look at that in a segment I like to call RPO. That's next here on At The Window, the NFL week one player props. We'll take a look at that. Coming back from break here on the Sports Grid TV Network, I'm Sean Guastamacchia. We'll be right back with Chris Kovskowski with me next. 
Be with us. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, 800-961-3631, Fantasy Sports Today. Part of the reason why the Chargers feel pressure is for somebody not to get their way. If you're going to give Ezekiel Elliott his way, that's one thing. He's arguably the best back in football. If you're going to give Le'Veon Bell his way, that's fine. Arguably the best back in football. I don't think Melvin Gordon's in that conversation. So I think there's a lot of pressure from the other owners, from the NFL collectively, to say, hey, enough is enough. Somebody wants to cave. All right, you, that's your franchise guy. That's your franchise guy. You want to pay him. You don't want to pay him. However, that works out. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the Evan DSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. on At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network, Zumo TV, Channel 719. Football is back, baby. You know that already. We're talking all about it, and now we will dive in to the best player props, player props for the NFL right now with the guy who formerly went by Chris the Intern, no longer is Chris the Intern. He joins me now for a little RPO player prop action here. Um... 
Chris, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself real quick to the National Network. First time I think you'll be on, so I want to get this right. So, so introduce yourself, please. Yeah, Sean, thanks for having me. My name is Chris Kowski, formerly the intern here this summer at Fancy Sports Radio Network, now Sports Grid. Um, I am back at college to finish my last semester here at Temple University, studying for my journalism degree, and yeah. I also run the sports department at the radio station here. So. All right, and you are a big and avid sports gambler, so that's why we have you on, oh, and yeah. we're going to take a look now. We call this RPO, at the window, RPO. All right. Hey, hold on. First there, one. There's a little oh, open to oh. it. Well, I'll let Sean oh. Angle play that. The best prop bets for the week in the NFL. Fourth and two, McCaffrey's going to pass, and wide open Martinez. How about it? At the window presents RPO. RPO is the purest form of communism. There we go, Chris. All right, take it away. Let's go. Hit me with some prop bets for this weekend's NFL action. All right, let's start off with a guy who may or may not get a lot of carries this week. Todd Gurley, his over and under for rushing yards is 65 and a half. What are you doing with that, Sean? All right, so we have the we'll start with the run options here. I'm running a I'm running with this one. 65 and a half for Todd Gurley. Sean McVay came out and said he's going to be full go. He will not be on a pitch count. They're on the road at the Panthers. Panthers, not a great run defense. 23rd ranked by Pro Football Focus coming into the season. I know they have Luke Keekley and the boys, and they should be much better. But 23rd, I liked me a lot of Todd Gurley. Give me Todd Gurley over 65 and a half this weekend. Yes, Sean, I have to agree with you with that. No pitch count for Todd Gurley. Over 65 and a half yards seems easy for Todd Gurley to hit against the Panthers this weekend. All right. Next is Zeke Elliott, who just signed his big extension this past week. Over under 78 and a half yards for Zeke Elliott against the Giants. Now, this one's tough, Chris, because how many plays will Ezekiel Elliott be in this week? He just signed his contract extension. He was holding out, hanging out with Marshall Falk in, in Cabo, Mexico. I don't know. I know they were working out and getting ready for football action, but I don't know how much game action he will see against the New York football giants this Sunday. I'm going to go under that total for Ezekiel Elliott for week one, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you with that. No really certainty of how many carries he'll get, how much he'll be on the field for. 78 and a half kind of seems like a lot. I'm taking the under on that one too, Sean. All right. Same, same player. New place in town, New York Jets running back Le'Veon Bell. Are you going with the over or under 67.5 rushing yards for Le'Veon Bell? All right, well, so another run option here. So 67.5 against a Buffalo Bills defense, which is nasty, and it's going to be a top unit in the National Football League. But Le'Veon Bell wants to make a great impression, wants to make a, you know, get the rock. He wants 500 carries, right? He, he, he mentioned that in the, in the offseason. Adam Gase, Sam Darnold, first game under Adam Gase. They want to ease him into the rotation. Despite that great Bills defense, I'm going to go over the 67.5 rushing yards for Le'Veon Bell this Sunday, Chris. I'm going to have to agree with you, Sean. I think the Jets are going to run the ball a lot this weekend against Buffalo and really get Le'Veon Bell going, his momentum going, get him into this offense. He did not play it all this preseason, so I expect them to use a lot of Le'Veon Bell. I'll take the over 67. Chris, we also have, what, 35 and a half receiving yards, right, for Le'Veon yeah, Bell? Th- All right, yeah, 35 I'll, and a half receiving yards for Le'Veon Bell. So I'll let you hit that first. What are you going to do? Are you going to run with that, or are you going to pass on that option? Uh, I'm going to pass on that option. I think he goes anywhere maybe 20 to 30 yards. I think 35 and a half is a little too high. I think it's going to take a few weeks for him to get involved in the passing game to his fullest ability. 
I, you know, that's interesting. You know, because I I could see him going over that. I, right now, I'm going to pass on that as far as a prop bet. Mm-hmm. Not going to touch it. But, you know, Le'Veon Bell is going to be a big part of that offense, especially early on. You know, Sam Donald wants to ease, you know, they want to ease him into that um, offense with Adam Gase. Against the Buffalo Bills, you know what? Uh, Le'Veon Bell is that dual threat running back. I don't know if he can. I'm going to pass on it because I can't see him rushing and receiving for over like 110, 15 yards, right? Because uh, I think I'll have yeah. a good day running the ball. So, yeah. So, I, I'll pass, but it's going to be really, really close, Chris. Yeah, I feel the same way about it with you. It, it, it could be really close. It could happen. It might not happen. It really depends on how quickly he gets going in this game. All right. Time to go to our pass option. Let's start with your boy in Buffalo, Josh Allen, over or under 215 and a half passing yards this Sunday against the Jets. Sean, what do you think? Wow, I know you, you got to hit me with this, right? I mean, <laughs> with my guy, Josh Allen. Look, the, the Jets' pass defense, they have no cornerbacks. Who we, We've heard that all offseason or you know, all preseason long, right, with, on Greg Williams' defense there with the New York Jets. Josh Allen has new weapons. They want to, you know, get them out there. Cole Beasley, John Brown, right? Uh, but running the football, you got Frank Gore now with no, no LaShawn McCoy. They want to prove that Josh Allen is that franchise quarterback the Bills do. That's why they invested in the receivers in the offseason. I think he goes over that total passing yards, 215 and a half. Give me the over in the passing yards, 215 for Josh Allen. Chris? Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Sean. I'm going under. The Jets might not have a good secondary, but Greg Williams is saying he can't wait to show the world about their blitz package they're going to have and how they can have a better pass. Blah, rusher. blah, blah. Allen, I'm not buying in, Chris. Go ahead. Josh Allen's going to have a lot of trouble with dealing with Quinton Williams, Leonard Williams, and Henry Anderson in his face next week. Give me under the 215.5 for Josh Allen. All right, we disagree Sunday. on that one. I like it. Now, I, it is interesting. You know, Chris, I do agree with you. I think uh, Greg Williams will, uh, you know, schematically come up with a way to get some pressure yeah. on, on the quarterback. But that being said, I still expect Allen to have his day. Throwing for 215, that's not a lot. You know this this day and age in football, that's not a lot yeah. there, Chris. I know, but he might try to run more than he might pass this game. So we'll see. All right. Next pass option. Not a quarterback, but a wide receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. making his debut with the Cleveland Browns. Over or under 84 and a half yards receiving, Sean. Oh, I want to say, all right, he's nursing a hip injury, right? Uh, we don't know how, you know, if he's going to be 100%, although he's going to play. I, don't buy into that. Odell Beckham, all right, the prized, prized offseason acquisition for the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield's going to look his way, baby. Easy over 84.5 for Odell Beckham receiving yards this week. How about you, Chris? You agree? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I was a little tossy and turning about this one, but he's ready to go, OBJ. He's ready to prove himself to the world. He wants to get revenge on the Giants. He wants to show that the Browns are the real deal this year. 84 and a half yards, that's nothing. I'm taking the over on that one. All right. This is going to be a good one, Sean. Jacoby Brissett against the Chargers. Over or under 230 and a half passing yards on Sunday. Oh, boy. This is a good one because I like the Colts in this game, actually, with the upset. Chargers, I've been fading them all you know, preseason long, fading them. Too many injuries to overcome. No Melvin Gordon right now. I, I, Despite going 4-0 without Melvin Gordon last year. Jacoby Brissett, what does he bring to the table? Luck through 39 touchdowns last year with this offense. Brissett has weapons. T.Y. Hilton, right? Eric Ebron, you know, the Devin Funches, if you call him a weapon, I don't think he's much of anything. Marlon Mack, <laughs> right? A great offensive line. Paris Campbell, they drafted from Ohio State. Blazer, okay. That's great. All well and good. Chargers without Derwin James, that's a 
big big loss, right? They'd still have a, a good yeah. secondary with Haywood, right? I'm going to go over, though. It's a passing league. Give me the over, Jacoby Brissett, uh, 230 passing yards. How about you, Chris? Sean, I wouldn't go as far as to saying I think the Colts are going to upset the Chargers this week, but I do agree with you that over 230 and a half passing yards for Jacoby Brissett is really easy to get with that Chargers defense. Yep. I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Missing Derwin James is kind of a big thing that you have to see Adderley to fill in for him. He's a rookie out of Delaware, but 230 passing yards, that's nothing. The Colts are going to throw in the ball a lot this game against the Chargers. Hey, Chris, we, we agree on five. We disagree on one, so it's it all comes down to Josh Allen and what he does yeah. this weekend with the Buffalo Bills against the New York Jets. All right, well, it should be a lot of fun. We'll definitely dive into that. Um, final thought real quick, if uh, just on all the props. Which, which, which one's your favorite? Ten seconds here. Favorite one, I got to go with the Le'Veon Bell over 67 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to get at least 100 rushing yards this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. I think the Jets are going to feed him the ball a lot. I'm feeling a big game from Le'Veon Bell. All right. Thank you for your time. We'll, we'll check it out, and I'll keep scoring. Hopefully, we'll disagree on more as, as the yeah, weeks go. Week. Thanks, Chris, for your time, man. <laughs> Thank you. All right. There he is, man. That guy's going to run things when he gets older, man. Re- really, really uh, big into the gambling and prop bets. When we come back, college football, PFU Tech, right here on At The Window. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Make it rain. Julio Jones is now singing a different tune as well, mm-hmm. saying, I don't know if I'll be ready. I don't know if I'll be able to go. I don't have a new contract. When guys hit 30, 31 at the wide receiver position, mm-hmm. they fall off a cliff. Now, Julio is amazing, okay? But sometimes these guys fall off a cliff, and it happens real quick. It also, it happened real quick with Peyton Manning even, Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it can happen, and so he wants to secure the bag when he still can. Weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Maurice Allen. 
2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, Sports Grid TV Network, also Zumo TV Channel 719. We talk college football. It's a big weekend. Week number two, Texas LSU. That is the game that I will be watching intently. Means a lot to me. I, I can't wait to see Joe Burrow, see if he can put up another offensive performance like he did last week with that new RPO offense down in Baton Rouge. To talk about that and all the great action this Saturday, I welcome in my next guest, Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Read him, does a great job. Pete, how's it going? And happy Friday, football Friday and LSU, Texas, all eyes on Austin this weekend. What can you? What do you expect from Joe Burrow and that LSU offense? And can Texas keep up with them? Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is it's going to be a low-scoring defensive slugfest because, yeah, absolutely, LSU's got the talent. It's got more NFL guys. But it's Tom Herman in an underdog role, and they're at home, and they're giving away five-and-a-half points. It just that's Georgia was better than Texas in the Sugar Bowl last year. Oklahoma was better than Texas uh, that first time around. And Texas just under Herman or even Houston under Herman finds ways to win games like this. I do think LSU wins, but I think it's going to be on a late field goal. It's going to be a tight battle. Both secondaries are great. Neither quarterback makes a whole lot of mistakes. Uh, I do think LSU pulls it out, but it's going to be a fight. What do you think of the total? It's 57 right now. You think LSU is a defensive going under then in this game? I'm sorry. I, I, I couldn't hear you. It, uh, you said uh, 57 the is the total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The total at? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I, under in this, I just, I just don't see it being a shootout. I just, if one of these, I mean, LSU's defense just does not give up a whole lot of points. Uh, at least historically, I know there's you know a couple times here and there. Forget the Texas A&M game and uh, UCF made a wild comeback, but in general, this is not the type of D that's going to just get lit up. Uh, I'll be shocked if this is a back and forth firefight. I, I just think both defenses are just too good. Both secondaries are too good. Texas doesn't have any running backs. And they have they're down to one guy, Kante Ingram. And it's going to be Sam Ellinger running the ball, which he can be effective at. He can probably pound it 20 times and handle the work. Uh, but you don't want to do that against this LSU D. So I do think it's going to go under that. Is this game more important for Texas to win or LSU? Uh, LSU. I mean, because they're legitimate national title contenders. I mean, at the end of the day, LSU can lose this, probably lose one SEC game. And if it still somehow can win the SEC West, and win the, win the SEC championship, it can still get into the college football playoff. Uh, but still, if you lose to Texas and you look at what they got ahead of them, they still got to play Auburn, still got to yeah. play Texas A&M, uh, still have to play the rest of that uh, SEC schedule, still have to play Florida, and of course still have to play Alabama. That's way too tough to get through with just one more loss. So if you beat Texas, you do have a buffer there. Uh, and still, if you can run the rest of the schedule and lose to Alabama, 
you get this win at Texas and at 11-1, you're still going to be in that discussion for the college football playoff and that an at-large spot, even if they don't win the West. So this is one of those big games for the Tigers to kind of make that statement for Texas. Yeah, it would be massive. I think if you look at the Big 12 this year, it just does not look that good. Same thing. If you win this game over LSU, let's say you lose to Oklahoma along the way, uh, and let's say even you lose to Oklahoma twice, there could be that argument that, okay, Oklahoma is 13-0 and and goes in the college football playoff, and Texas is one loss, one team that lost to is Oklahoma. Okay, it might be one of the four best teams. So this is this is the big game. When it comes to the playoff, this is about as big as it gets in the non-conference season. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I can't wait to, to see it. And, and listen, if Texas does uh, win this game, then I'm going to say it. Texas is back. All right. Uh, just like Sam Ellinger. Yeah, but see, here's said. the thing about being back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. About being back. No, it's not because it's it beat still, Oklahoma last being year. Back means you're staying. You yeah, know. but being back means you're at the point where you're gonna you you open the season up and you say there are three teams that can win the national title and Texas is one of them. Yeah, I mean, but Texas you're, is not an overrated yet. program historically speaking, like Michigan. It's sad to say, right? I mean, their history is not well, filled yeah. with championships. I mean, Mac Brown won one. What oh five? It's been a long time. Yeah, they got to another one, and they came within a game or two of, of what McCoy. Yeah, yeah. In terms of talent, in, ter- in terms in terms of talent, and in terms of being right there again, you know, it's yeah, national championships. You know, they they didn't win a bunch of them under Mac Brown, but they were like a game away. So they every, each and every year for a solid decade, every, you go into the season saying there are five teams that can win the national title, and Texas is one of them. They're not there yet, even if they do beat LSU. But at the very least, it shows that they are back to being more than just, you know, kind of a, a, a very good program. They go to be ultra-relevant at that point. All right, you're sticking with the Baker Mayfield, right? You don't believe in Sam Ellinger. I, I got it. I got it. You, you know, yeah, he doesn't win big games, but we'll, we'll see what he, what he does. I don't believe in Baker Mayfield either, by the way, but <laughs> no, that's no. just me. All right, let's move on. Not a lot of time. Clemson, Texas A&M. This game last year it was a two-point win for Clemson. That was uh, at College Station. It's now going to be Death Valley in, in – uh, Clemson, right? Uh, at Clemson, uh, what do you make? It's a high spread. I mean, can A&M at least hang in there and make this a competitive game on the road at Clemson? Yeah, it's, it's been my call all off season. I'm not backing off now just because I'm here and I've already, I've already did it. I've said all along that this is where Clemson loses. Uh, it's, huh. it's, it's, Clemson rolls through the rest of its schedule. I don't think it has a problem with Syracuse. I don't think it has a problem with anybody else. Yeah. There's only two currently ranked teams on its schedule left, and this is one of them. If you're looking at who's got the makeup to beat Clemson, it's this. You've got a veteran quarterback in Kellen Mond, who yep. was fantastic in last year's game. Jimbo Fisher obviously knows how to coach in a game like this. What I love about the Aggies is their size. They have a couple of 6'3"-ish corners. They're just huge. It can beat up receivers. Uh, their wide receivers are these big, powerful, small, small forward type of guys. Uh, who gave them all sorts of trouble last year. They just kind of have the makeup overall to be able to hang with them. And then there's the kind of the trend, the history. Look over the last three years of Clemson under Dabo Sweeney. They had the two-point win over uh, A&M last year. They had two really tight games against Auburn uh, over the years. They had a tight game against Notre Dame. And so realistically, over the last three years, They've always had a really, really close game against a, a tough Power 5 opponent, and this looks like it should be another one of them. So at the very least, even if the call of 
you know, Texas A&M to win outright somewhat irresponsible. At the very least, I do think they can cover the 17 and a half. I think they could cover the 17 and a half, too. I, exactly what you just said. I have it at 17, but if, if you have it 17 and a half, even better uh, for A&M plus 17. Plus 570 on the money line. So if, if you think they could win outright, you'd make a lot of money there, uh, Pete. I love the, I love the ups, uh, upset special there that you just threw out there because Kellen Mann is the guy, right? This is, and Jimbo Fisher is the guy as well. Um, so I love that. Take the points, though, if, if you're not too confident. Another game that really intrigues me, Nebraska at Colorado. Colorado is uh, plus four right now at home against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who uh, didn't look impressive against South Alabama last week, 35-21, getting the victory. What do you think? Are we overreacting to the struggles for Nebraska last week, and, and what do you expect this week against the uh, Buffaloes? I don't get it. I, I didn't get it all off season. I don't get it now. I know Nebraska's supposed to be better. And yeah. they're, they're, they got ranking the, the rankings to start the season that Nebraska love was off the charts. And you've got, look at the rankings this week, for example. Obviously, nobody saw Virginia, for example, because Virginia does barely even got any votes, and Nebraska's still ranked. Iowa State's still ranked, too. But uh, the Nebraska love has just been off the charts under the assumption that this offense is going to work. They still don't have a defense. They, their skill guys are just sort of eh outside of Adrian Martinez. It's just been an assumption that, well, it's Scott Frost in year two, so this is supposed to work. I don't think it is. I mean, I, I'm, maybe they can. I mean, I don't want to overreact to anything in week one. Uh, and this could obviously you, you just go into in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But Colorado, I'm taking Colorado. They looked great. You know, when they had, you know, when LaVisca Chenault's healthy, they have a veteran, Steven Montez. They're playing at home. This is a, uh, exciting, fun team. I, I, I like the buffs all the way on this one. Yeah. I don't get it either. Like Adrian Martinez, everyone's like sleeper, not Heisman, but sleeper to, to, to be in the, the, I guess the names that people talk about, right? At least Big Ten Player of the Year. They love him, right? And I don't know. I just didn't see it week one against South Alabama. But I don't know. I don't want to overreact. Like you, you mentioned that. I, I think people might be overreacting to the struggles. And at least the, the defense played pretty well. But it's South Alabama. So we can't judge too much from that. All right. One other game I want to get your, your, your take on. And I, it's not a big game for most people. But for me, I like it. Michigan against Army. Does Michigan cover this 23-point spread on Saturday, uh, Pete? I think so. Uh, this, it's easy to kind of look at. It depends on if you hit the curveball. And I hate trying to predict this game because you never quite know. You don't know if on the right day this Army offense works, and it doesn't matter what you do, it just clicks. But Michigan's got the makeup to stop it. Like last year, like, oh, look at what they did in Oklahoma. They came so close. Uh, losing in overtime to get by uh, Kyler Murray and that team. But that's Oklahoma. That was one of the worst defenses in college football, at least in terms of yards allowed. Yep. Michigan's defense is a whole lot different. The, the, the difference in this, too, I think Michigan controls the clock. And if Army doesn't have the ball for 40 minutes, it can't win a game like this. Michigan's going to grind it out a little bit more, a little bit more Bill McCaffrey to the mix. I think they pound him a little bit. And Army does not have the defensive back to hang with these Michigan receivers. I, I think Michigan in the points just because it's supposed to happen. But if I'm actually betting, I don't touch this because again, sometimes if 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 you got this knuckler that's you know kind of weaving and bobbing and it's working, you just never know which Army offense is going to show up. And if it's working, then forget it. You know, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. All right, we only have 20 seconds, Pete. But real quick, USC Stanford JT Daniels now out for the year. Tough break. Play a true freshman once again. Uh, what do you expect from this game, USC Stanford? 
Stay, stay away screaming, but go with the under, which is, oh, the under is off by, or the point total off by about 10 points. Go with the under big time. All right, there he is, Pete Futek, collegefootballnews.com. Read his stuff, does a great job covering this great sport we call college football. Thanks a lot, Pete. Anytime, have a good one. All right, we'll talk with Pete next week. I'll give you my college football picks coming back from break and also NFL picks. That's next here at At The Window. Stay tuned. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations, records from a legal situation, or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter retractable awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Become the eighth person to win one million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament this Sunday, setting their lineups 
using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. And Drew Dinkmeyer, he runs this uh, website. He is brilliant and definitely use this to win some cash. If you're not uh, using this DailyRoto.com and you're playing daily fantasy sports, what are you doing? So sign up now. Go to NFL Annual Pass with faster optimizers, smarter DFS, projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to At The Window here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamaca, and during break, I was trying to get the attention of Sean Engel. No relation to Kurt Engel, by the way. Um during break, and one of the cameras is pointed towards the restaurant here at Versa and in the same direction, and I was waving them down, you know, because they can't hear me uh, on the mic, and there's a party of people out there, and they were looking in this direction, and they thought I was trying to wave them down, and they actually came into the studio and was uh, was kind of like, um, had a confused look on their face, and I was like, no, 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 I was just trying to get the attention of the people in the pit, as we like to call it, but uh, it was kind of funny, funny moment there. Because I was waving my hands uh, at the camera, and they thought I was waving at them. So, kind of interesting. But uh, nonetheless, we talk about college football games. I want to give you my best picks as PFU Tech. He laid one out there, and I uh, agree with him a whole lot. And Army, Michigan. Right now, Michigan minus 22 and a half. 12 o'clock kickoff. Michigan didn't light the world on fire against Middle Tennessee. New offense, still working things out. Do expect Michigan to, to win by more than 23. But there's no way I will. I could see Army coming in there and controlling the clock and putting up a little bit of a fight. Michigan shouldn't have a problem covering the 23 points, but I'd stay away from this game because, you know, it's a really high point total there for Michigan. Uh, LSU, Texas. Pete likes the under in this. It's it's really interesting because, uh, as he pointed out, the athletes that LSU has and travels to with, with, with Texas – um, should do a, do a job on the Texas offense. Now, for me, I like the over. 57 is the total. If you want to get crazy, go with the f- first half. Um, total points is 28 and a half. I'm going over that. I go first half over 28 and a half. Last week, we saw it. The new offense for LSU, and I regard, I understand it was against a, a not Texas, Georgia Southern, or a team that, that, LSU should roll, and they, and they did roll. But this offense scored with ease with their new RPO up-tempo offense. Talked about it last week. Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, came from the New Orleans Saints. He's working with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow ran this offense in high school, ran it with the Ohio State Buckeyes before he transferred down to LSU. Forget about last year. This offense is going to put up points. And Sam Ellinger and Texas, they could hang with LSU. Now, I know the athletes, LSU, the SEC, Different, you know, Big 12, they don't play any defense, and it's a different ball game. Texas has athletes too, okay? I mean, it's one of the great states to recruit college football players, okay? They're going to be able to hang with LSU. I like the first half, though, over total 28 and a half. So that's one of my first bets that I'm going with um, on Saturday. Another game we touched on, Clemson, Texas A&M. Game you want to stay away from, you know, you don't like... A&M traveling to Death Valley. You're a little apprehensive about what, you know, what might transpire down there. Trevor Lawrence, 
uh, really didn't care week one. He had two interceptions. You know, they're going to really ratchet it up in week two against a premier opponent. An opponent, 28-26 last year, AM almost beat Clemson. And Pete, Pete likes it as a straight-up upset. And why not take a flyer? If you're going to take a flyer on a team, plus 570 right now on the money line, A&M, yeah, take it. Take a chance. Why not? It's good value. Now, plus 17, A&M. Kellen Mond, a seasoned quarterback, dual-threat quarterback, highly recruited, Jimbo Fisher's second year on the offense. A lot to like. Will they beat Clemson? It's a tall order. But would it shock you if the game was a 10-point win for Clemson? So that's why I take the points in this one with Texas A&M, give you that little bit of a buffer. Um, it's really, really, really intriguing to me. It, it, I think A&M, if I'm going to pick an upset, definitely would go with A&M just because of the value, plus 570. Uh, I, I like that a lot, and we'll talk more about these games tomorrow in Game Live, 12 p.m., Eastern time, it all gets started. We'll uh, keep track of the Michigan Army game. That's at 12 o'clock. It's actually on um, Fox, um, so that'll be intriguing. The big you know, noon kickoff that they're really promoting heavily with their uh, new um, pregame show and what have you. Elsewhere, not a lot really to write home about. Nebraska-Colorado, another game we touched on with, with Pete. Nebraska looked terrible. They were terrible, and that's not an understatement, but can't overreact to one game. I still like the, the Nebraska over Eight and a half wins for the season. Still like it. They have a real favorable schedule. Now against Colorado, a, a former semi-rival in the Big 12 when Nebraska played in the Big 12 and, and Colorado played in the Big 12, now Pac-12 and now Big 10, right? Both teams left the conference, uh, played that Friday after Thanksgiving. Adrian Martinez played much better. They'll work out the kinks. They're on the road. Colorado, I'm not touching the game because... You could see uh, Nebraska lane another stinker too, right? It's it's that dicey. In Colorado, they were impressive last week, but uh, I'm not as confident as Pete with with that one. Uh, plus the four points, he's taking Colorado, um, and and taking the points. Alabama, fifty five and a half favorites over New Mexico State. That is just just eh, they, why waste your time if you're if you're Alabama against opponents like New Mexico State. I mean, that's just a ridiculous ridiculous point total. I I wonder. If anyone, you're going to take that? You're going to 55 and a half? Boy, that's just, you'll be really up waiting because you know Nick Saban's going to pull his starters after the first half, and you never want to get into a ball game where you need them to score touchdowns late in the fourth quarter when Nick Saban's not going to run up the score. He's a gentleman. He's not going to embarrass anybody. Just a few of my favorite picks, but I really like LSU and Texas over the 28 and a half first half point total. Penn State, 30-and-a-half-point favorites against Buffalo. I mean, Penn State, can you play somebody out of conference? They'll play Pittsburgh, but I know they won the SEC, you know, the, the division, and played Clemson in the title game, but I'm not a big believer in um, Pittsburgh. Uh, Penn State should roll in that one. All right, uh, enough college football. Uh, we don't have enough time. want to get to some seasonal NFL props. Uh, we are talking about this um, earlier today. Pat Mahomes, over 37-and-a-half touchdowns for this year. Over, under. God, it's, it's really tough. 50 touchdowns last year. But, and we've only seen it once. One other time, Tom Brady didn't play after he threw 50 touchdowns. He was out the year. Um, Peyton Manning threw 55 touchdowns the next year, 39. So he, he regressed thir- uh, 16. I got to go over. I think Pat Mahomes is a machine. That offense now, Adam McCoy, I think, will help, actually. Uh, Tyreek Hill just signed an extension today. Sammy Watkins, I'm going over 37 and a half. Jacoby Brissett's an interesting one, as we put, put that on the screen there. 
19 and a half they have it there. DraftKings with these player props, seasonal player props. 19 and a half TD passes over. That's a no-brainer. 39 for Andrew Luck last year. Everyone's throwing 20 touchdown passes this year. If he'll play 16-game schedule, I expect Jacoby Brissett to go over. I'm not high on the Colts either. I, I, I'm fading them this year. But I think Brissett will throw over uh, 19 and a half touchdowns. All right, so over that total. Brady, 29 and a half, over 4,140 yards passing. Uh, boy, 29 was, was the number for Tom last year. I'm going to go under that total, actually. Under 29 and a half touchdown passes for Tom Brady. Passing yards. It'll be close. I'm going to go under as well. I think we'll see a little regression from Tom Brady. I think the Patriots will be fine and win that division, but I'm going to go under the 4,140 yards. Kyler Murray is interesting. What do we expect from the air raid offense and Cliff Kingsbury, Arizona Cardinals? Didn't show you anything in the preseason. What will they look like in the regular season when they will give you everything they have and show you their offense? 20 and a half, 34, 75 and a half is a passing total. Now, Wow. I mean, it, what do you expect? I can see it going either way. It's a really tough one. I'm going to pass on it, but I'll give you this. Would it surprise you? All right. If, if Kylo Murray had like an RG3 type rookie season, remember RG3 went to the playoffs with the Washington Redskins, lit the world on fire. I mean, set all these records. It would not. So that's an interesting one. If I had to guess, over 20 and a half touchdown throws and over the 34, 75 and a half passing yards. Leonard Fournette now, one of my guys. 960 and a half rushing yards over Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to surprise some people. Love them to win the division in the AFC South. Over Leonard Fournette. He'll easily, he's going to get over 1,100, I think. That's how high I am on Leonard Fournette. He will be the bell cow for that offense. How about uh, Odell Beckham Jr.? 1,240 and a half receiving yards now. All right, he has to stay healthy the whole year, right? Nursing that hip injury already. I'm going to go over. It's, one, it's really a high number. High number because there's other threats in that offense. You, you have Jarvis Landry, right? They'll run the ball with Nick Chubb. Joku at the tight end position, he'll get some, some yards as well. So Baker spread the ball around. But this offense is, was humming last year when McKitchens took over the play calling duties. Baker was almost throwing for 400 a game, all right? Defense is solid, though, for the Browns, so you don't expect the Browns to be down late in games and getting those garbage passing yards that you need. But I'm going to go over. I, I, you know, Over for uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Baker wants to uh, put on a show, and he's going to target Od- Odell Beckham Jr. a lot. And I know Jarvis Landry might get in his ear as well. I'll be interesting to, to navigate. But I expect the o- OBJ to have a big year, so over the uh, 1,240 and a half um, receiving yards for Odell Beckham Jr. So a lot of fun seasonal prop bets there. I uh, wanted to get them in before the season started. For real, it's a first NFL Sunday coming up. I know the games started yesterday with that snooze fest in the uh, Bears, Packers, and what have you. But it uh, should be a lot of fun. NFL picks, look, this, this week's, it, it, you know, week one, I, I'm looking for a pick for my survivor pool. I know those of you out there who play um, the survivor pools, always looking at, at the spread to get, want to get, like, the easy win. And, you, you know, it's, it's always... The first week, you, you want to go with that easy pick just to get you into the season. Get me over the hump, all right? Even though it's a heavy favorite now. People looking at the Eagles over the Redskins. That's a big line. Um, also, the Seahawks, uh, Bengals. That's, that's another one that's a high line in this one. So you want to stay away from the divisional games. I'm leaning towards Seattle. I have a couple more days. I'll, I'll, leaning towards Seattle against the Bengals as my suicide pick. My uh, suicide survivor. Uh, I guess survivor is more of a the PC word for it now. So 
definitely going with um, probably Seattle Seahawks. We'll see. Um, still a lot to go. Best bet, Carolina Panthers. Panthers uh, at home, Rams. If you're going to take what you saw last night with the struggles for the Bears and the Packers, both teams haven't played, didn't play their starters in the preseason. Neither did the Rams. So expect them to struggle a little bit. Gurley will have his day, right? I expect him to have a big game as I uh, gave you that prop over the rushing totals uh, um, that we gave you, 65 and a half. I, I expect that, but I think Goff struggle initially. Panthers plus two. Give me the Panthers plus two. I like that. All right, Buffalo and the Jets. Love this game. Going to go under the 40 and a half total. It's down from 42, so it's coming down. So you know what that means, right? People are... Getting slick on this uh, 40 and a half under, though. I like that a lot. Bills plus two and a half as well. One that I think a lot of people are going to stay away from and was talking with a lot of people. San Francisco 49ers, Tampa Bay Bucks. Like the Bucks a lot, minus one earlier in the week. Now a little bit off the Bucks with Craig Mish coming on the show yesterday. He's fading the Bucks every which way. But how about the New York Giants plus seven against the Cowboys? That's a good pick. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, we don't know what we will expect from Zeke, but he's active, all right? And if he's active, Jason Garrett's going to be enticing to use him. You're going to go with Tony Pallard, or you're going to go with Ezekiel Elliott when crunch time happens. Yeah, exactly, Elliott. So, but I like the Giants, plus seven points in that one. Let's see how it all shakes out. Enjoy Sunday. Enjoy the NFL. Game Time Decisions is next here on Sports Grid TV Network. I broke the window again. Here's what you missed on At The Window. How boring was that game last night? I mean, it was more about the poor offense and just no rhythm and timing uh, with both the Chicago Bears offense and the Green Bay Packers offense than it was great defense from both squads. I actually fell asleep at periods during this game watching it. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers not playing in the preseason, it hurt. Uh, this club with Matt LaFleur, his first game as Packers head coach, new offense, and wasn't up-tempo. Penalties galore, 20 penalties combined with the Packers and Bears last night, 172 total yards in penalties. At one point, the Bears, they were driving in field goal range, and then they had four straight penalties, and it was first and 40. I mean, it was ridiculous, just the amount of penalties and sloppiness in this game, and another Boring, like it just dragged on. I don't know about you, but I love football. I love Packers Bears rivalry, right? When you think about uh, the great history of the National Football League 100th anniversary, you think Packers Bears. But man, that was that was tough to watch. And Packers did get the win, which I figured. And if you had the under in the total, well, you're looking smart. And Joe Ranieri was on with us, gave you that winner, and he gave you the first half under as well. It was 23. He had that under as well. So two winners yesterday with Joe Ranieri. Thanks uh, to him for joining us. He'll be back next week, of course, uh, and he'll join us and give us his picks. Now, what do I take away other than the sloppiness and just the snooze fest of Packers-Bears yesterday? Take away, Mitchell Trubisky still needs to work on his game. I am not impressed. He can't throw the football down the field. He forces it at, at times. And the game plan with the Packers defensively, Keep Mitchell Trubisky within the pocket. Don't allow him to get outside, make plays with his legs, either by throwing or running. That's when he's at his best. 
They did a great job making him what they called a quarterback. That's what the players on the Packers defense said after the game. Make Mitchell Trubisky a quarterback. They did that, the Packers defensively, and look what it resulted in. Now, part of that can be attributed to the first game, right? Let's not overreact. We love to do this overreaction based on one week in the NFL, one, one game in the NFL in this case. But Trubisky had a chance on the national stage to kind of put his skeptics at ease with his play, and he did not do that. He did not deliver. The other thing I took away from this game is Aaron Rodgers and how this offense he did his best to try to make it work. Had a TD pass to Jimmy Graham, but it, still, it, the offensive line was, had a tough day. Even Bakhtiari gave up a sack, which is saying a lot because he's one of the best pass protectors in the National Football League. They need a lot to work on, right? 